0: and welcome to radical research this is episode 79 this concludes our travels to norway for the time we will be back but for now you've got j-pop and the h-bomb how you doing h-bomb doing well yeah
1: what up j-wag <laughs>
0: it's j-pop man j-pop
1: oh oh shit sorry i'm an
0: asian boy i, man. Didn't,
1: I didn't i missed that well you know I thought we were literally going to be doing an episode on Japanese pop music next episode. So,
0: Yeah, no, that's going to be separation. We'll do that for 81, I think, our our fascination with, with the pop of, the, of Asia. The pop of the Asia. Asia. We'll never do that. Uh, this is about a, a vocalist from Norway who we have been seduced by for quite a while in various guises of his. We honor him tonight. The man's name is Simon Hesnes. I don't know how to say it. Neither do you. But uh, for now, we'll just call him either uh, Siemen, which is the proper way to say Simon. Uh, in Norwegian, we will call him ICS Vortex. And so we may call him Semen Vortex, which you've made very bad jokes about all week.
1: I mean, really, like if there's a, you know, like a neologism for prostitution. I think it is the semen warfare. Yeah. I don't have a lot to offer, but I have a few things.
0: We're off to a roaring start. I hope this isn't anybody's first episode of radical research because it usually doesn't start in such a shambles. Um, we are we are but
1: if it <laughs> is by the end of it, you'll be covered in semen.
0: Oh God. Well, I think we better jump into his first band to get all dry and boring. This guy was born in 1974, great year for music, of course. Year of the first Judas Priest album, I think it's somewhat appropriate. By 1991, he had formed a band called Lamented Souls. Uh, This band eventually featured drummer Einar Searsow from Radical Research favorite Beyond Dawn and Virus. We don't have a full length by Lamented Souls. They did a number of recordings, demos, and I think a a posthumous seven-inch and we're going to feature two songs from his first band just to give you kind of a taste of, of where it began for him and i think is it fair to say there's far more of a black sabbathy doom doom-metall-y thing to lament oh, souls absolutely,
1: absolutely. Than anything. very very yeah. indebted to yeah to 70s proto metal and doom but but I, also yeah, yeah. But already with you know his stamp on it
0: And I think his stamp, whether it's Lamented Souls, Arcturus, or anything in between, I think his stamp is something rather triumphant and, gosh, it's almost Tolkien-laden. It's um, it's special, it's a bit phantasmagoric, and we're going to hear it all over the place. But yeah, Lamented Souls, by far the most doom-laden thing that he ever did. And this is a track from 1995 called VAR, which translates to spring. And uh, right behind that, we're gonna play a bit from Essence of Wounds from 1997. And that song does feature our friend Einar on drums.
1: differences between lamented souls and the things that he would go on to do he even at this early stage already sounds like a fully formed artist and I don't yeah. know how to say this in a way that doesn't seem cliched but he he, he sounds like he's tapped into something you know
0: atavistic or Older somehow already. I think that's why I very clumsily said Tolkienish earlier, because there is something sort of more timeless or out of this time about his delivery. Yeah. You know, wh- whether it's that kind of wiry, higher register stuff that he does so beautifully, which, as an aside, can really be the make or break for a lot of people, uh, whether they like mm-hmm. semen or not it's one of those things that i love but i can see people not liking but just all, all the rest of his delivery too like he's got a lot of weapons in his arsenal you know he's never Absolutely. he's never without a lot of range and i think even even in lamented souls we hear a guy that has some range i mean usually when you start out as a vocalist you're rough and you're rather one-dimensional
1: that's not the case at all with him
0: and we're also going to find out that he's a
1: great black metal vocalist as well
0: yeah yeah, and Essence of Wounds, I, I I think it brings on also a kind of triumphant heavy metal vibe that... Uh, I hear some Manowar in some of this, and I hear Manowar in some of the stuff he did with Borgnagar. I think just in terms of his uh, histrionics and his grasp of creating imagery with his melodies. I, do, you, do you hear what I'm saying at all? I do, I do. Well, and I think
1: that there is a pretty seamless continuum from Man of War to Battery to, you know, Norway.
0: That's, I mean, that's that's, one of my favorite math equations. So one of yours too, I'm sure. Um, The other song that I really like, and and I get, I I would recommend everybody getting the Origins of Misery collection. It's about the only thing out there by Lamented Souls that is sort of graspable. Uh, And you get most of their recordings uh, in one shot right there. But the thing I was going to say about it was there's also a song called Hybris on it. I think it's the second one from, yeah. the, from the 1997 recording that is just phenomenal. So he was already also writing uh, some really great hooks. What happened was he got a lot of interest from some name bands at the time, namely Vedwensenda, uh, Arturis, and Borknagar. The first thing he did actually uh, in 95, I think as far back as 95, he played live with Fedwin Zenda. So that's, that was kind of his entry into Norweird in a way. And then Arcturus uh, utilized him for some of La Masquerade Infernal in 1997. Pretty swiftly after he made that appearance in 97, he went on to Borknagar for two albums. And we're going to listen to that next. Interestingly enough, and we talked about this on the Garm episode a few a few episodes ago, he replaced Garm uh, in Borknagar. And this would not be the last time that he would do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, how odd. Yeah, yeah. So Vor- Vortex succeeds Maelstrom. And this is the great thing. This is when when Seaman joined Borknagar in 98. He looked at Garm's alias in Borknagar, which was Fiery G Maelstrom. And he played on that with icy s vortex um hmm. i think that's pretty clever i, I don't do too. do yeah it, it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful bit of continuity maybe um hmm. but archaic chorus came out first we have a, a pretty great band here pretty great lineup uh they've already given two totally amazing albums and they come out with an album that it, it isn't perfect and i think they would perfect their stuff with semen on the next album but there's still something about archaic chorus that's Really beguiling and interesting.
1: I um, I really rediscovered the magic of this album during this little
0: exercise here. What was your general thought on that album over the years, though? So, I've always
1: I've always loved it. Yeah, always loved it. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, the two albums that flank it are almost objectively perfect.
0: <laughs> I would I would agree with that.
1: This album is not exactly perfect, but it has an atmosphere and a an attitude and an identity all of its own. I've always loved it, and I kind of love it more now than I think
0: I ever have. That's that's the mark and, of the um, Yeah, yeah and
1: I, I I mean, when I heard that Crescendo and Ocean Rise, that was, okay. Yeah, this album is incredibly special.
0: Yeah, it was worrying when Garm left, right? Nobody wanted Garm to leave Borknagar. Uh, nobody wants Garm to leave any band. <laughs> but- <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but it worked. Well, here's the thing I mean, is uh, is Seaman going to replace Garm in Ulver someday?
1: No, <laughs> of course, no, of course, and I and oh. I don't, I, and, and we love Seaman, I don't want to hear that,
0: <laughs> of course, not, of course, not. <laughs> I, I, I kid, I kid. Let's uh, listen yeah. to Ocean's Rise. This is the opener on the album, and um, there, there could be no other opener on Archaic. Nope. Before we get into his vocals there and what he brings to Borknagar just a year later from Essence of Wounds is um, the lineup. We got to cover the lineup uh, because this <laughs> is <laughs> this is the end of what, what do we do? Five episodes in a row on Norway, I think. Yeah, something like that. And we've done probably 15 or 20 others throughout our lifetime so far. And this is like this is the, the kind of lineup that makes <laughs> weirdos like us kind of. Kind of yeah. cream, uh, ICS Vortex vocals, keyboards, effects. Oyston Gibrun on guitars, of course, the founder and leader of Borknagar, a wonderful guy, and uh, previously of Molested, a, a not unworthy death metal band from Norway. Uh-uh. Jens F Ryland is the only guy who probably doesn't count as a uh, quote unquote Norwegian superstar, which I know sounds stupid as fuck, but you know, you know what I, you know what I mean. Uh, yes, I he is notable, however, for starting the Inferno Festival which is a oh, fairly okay. successful festival so we'll give it up for Jens Ryland uh, Grim on drums passed away in uh, 1999 his real name was Eric Broads here we go again Broads was skift man a <laughs> total luminary well sure i mean he played on under the sign of hell by gorgoroth uh he played with he supposedly played with the mortal but i don't there is he, he did play with the mortal There's a contention, though, whether he played on Pure Holocaust.
1: I don't know about that, but I know he absolutely played in Immortal. He
0: was an official member of Immortal, so we'll we'll give him him props there. Uh, Of course, he was on um, the first three Borknagar. Uh, This was his final album with Borknagar, and he passed away, unfortunately, a year later. Uh, Another suicide from Norway. This, This one, a drug overdose. Bassist Kai K. Lee. Or lie. Another one that you know, again, I you know, I don't know if he counts as a as a Norwegian superstar, but he sings vocals on Monumention somewhere, uh, the previous episode that we did by Enslaved. And fuck it, he's an awesome bass player. I, I like his playing a lot. I think he's he can get skull-like at times.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, he's very, yeah, subtle, slithery skull.
0: I like it. Uh, and then Ivar Bjornson on keyboards and effects. This would be the final album that Ivar from, of course, enslaved played on for Borknagar. He was on the first three, brought a lot of atmosphere and texture and aesthetic to the band. But this show is about semen. What do we hear on ocean's rise? That's just so fucking great. Pure just soaring
1: majesty.
0: The production's a little bit like old and domain in that, well, for one, it's very different than the debut, but it's also this kind of like really wide spectrum. Uh, Woodhouse. It's Woodhouse. It's a wash of sound, right? It's a lot of yeah. depth. Uh, it's a lot it's, of texture. It's very organic. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, know, you, you get, you know, you feel like you get the actual character of the instrument.
0: I think you also get the character of the room. Like there's a lot of like room echo or reverb in this recording, Save versus quintessence, the next Borknagar album, which is a lot drier, yeah, colder and drier. Exactly. All this to say that I think Seaman comes in to Borknagar at this point with these incredible melodies, some incredible character. And just, I'm not going to, I don't think he does anything better than Garm did in Borknagar. I just think he helps advance Borknagar to where Brune is taking Borknagar. Borg Nagar this time, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, and you know, it's a different band. This next track, we're going to play just a, a minute from Universal because this has always been one of my, this will probably be a top five semen moment for me of all time. Uh, just a minute of the chorus. And then we're going to follow that with something you chose, the Black Token. Anything to say about that?
1: Yeah, I, I chose it for the quirkiness and the agility of the way that semen works his way around the the melody and the chord changes a difficult task I think and I I think that it shows some of his metal as a vocalist the way that he um negotiated what Oystein wrote there
0: man ICS Vortex quirk and agility you just name named named the episode because that's exactly what he's about quirk (laughs) quirk and agility really good this is why I do this with you you make me look good (laughs) <laughs> All right, Universal and the Black Dope. Hunter and I listened to our snippets quite loudly in our respective cities, um, Savannah and Greensboro. So I was trying to yell to you at some moment during that. I don't think you heard me. did not. Uh, They really should have turned up the bass in the mix there because Kai Mm -hmm. K. Lee is is tearing it up and I think being creative and really adding a lot. But in the swamp, in the swarm of this album... The whole
1: band on that (laughs)
0: song is I mean, it literally is every single member pushing themselves into the red it, it, well exactly and I think the recording as imperfect as it may technically be <laughs> like it works and and then and, and I think here's where Bortengar's never been a true black metal band save for the first album that's absolutely black metal I mean uh, I, I, I can't argue any other Bortengar yeah. album is truly black metal but uh, that's also one it's not the point and two I think one thing that keeps one foot in black metal for them is a production like this, where this is, and of course the rudiments of the music and, you know, the performance and the, the way they're doing things. But I think this is the most black metal-y sounding uh, of the Borknogar albums, save for the first one. And I appreciate yeah. that about it. I guess it's one of, yeah.
1: That, uh, that track to me is just complete bedlam.
0: Right. <laughs> it's, it's just I so mean, blown out and uh, you're, you are in the vortex.
1: Yes, that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes. You were in the the icy vortices.
0: What happens next? We kind of mentioned that Quintessence, the fourth Borgnagar album, was uh, drier, colder, definitely more technical, maybe more, I Mm. I, I hear it as kind of a more futuristic thing.
1: It's very futuristic.
0: I hated when the letter Q got uh, way more notorious a couple of years ago for really nefarious and shitty reasons. Um, because if you look mm-hmm. at the album cover, you're like, huh, is that like a QAnon thing?
2: <laughs> no.
0: Of course not. But <laughs> <laughs> but as if the um, lineup of Bortnagar wasn't already impressive through every album, I mean, we've had two Gorgoroth members, an enslaved member, I mean, all these guys you know, they drop some of those guys and they bring on a drummer from Spiral Architect and they bring on Lars from Solifold. And oh. that was really exciting. I remember uh, feeling it hard at the time for Norway.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 2000 was a watershed moment for Norway.
0: I think um, I think a certain peak we had Grand Declaration. Uh, we're coming on the heels of Omnio and stuff like that. Um, yeah,
1: no, it was, yeah, there was a lot going on in Norway I mean, Skeptics Universe, this record, Kip It Satan. Oh, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's a yeah, it was a good year for Norway.
0: Appropriately, it's 2000. That makes some kind of weird sense to me. Yep. But let's move on to well. Why don't you introduce Colossus? Why don't you talk about Colossus? I right. Well, you know,
1: I, I don't know that that's the best thing to do because I would really just kind of end the episode here. <laughs> we, we we have we have a lot more to play you. Yeah, Um, this is probably one of my favorite metal songs of all time. I mean, really, like, and I mean that, Mm -hmm. like, in the entire pantheon of heavy metal, this is one of my favorite songs. This is, for me, an unimpeachable, timeless masterpiece. And if you don't know this song, we are doing you a huge favor tonight. So send us all your money. (laughs) (laughs)
0: to p.o box 1349 (laughs) trondheim norway
1: Yeah, like Uh, if anyone wants to know why I listen to music, that's why.
0: Well, I don't think you're wrong in saying it's one of the truly greatest metal songs. I mean, I just it 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 works in a lot.
1: Classic metal. I think I don't think about it in terms of an era, in terms of a genre. I just think it is timeless heavy metal majesty.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Was like it, it 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 goes with beyond the realms of death. It goes yep. with. Yes,
1: yes. Sign of the Southern
0: Cross. Sign of the Southern um, Cross. I was going to say Fall of of the World, Stargazer, yep. a- Astronomy. I-, I was going to say yep. also um, oh, good, Death, good Blood of My Enemies. Um, it's just it, Colossus is Magic. I do think this band have done a lot of other great albums and songs, but this is the song that, for me, this was like my favorite album of 2000. I'm not sure if I'd say that now. I think I still can uh maybe grand declaration has snuck up on it but um yeah just so so glad no
1: yeah i have no problem with anyone saying that that's the best album of 2000
0: and even though we can still um, I, smoke, I don't know I that yeah. really,
1: i would yeah i mean it's top three at least
0: sure and what would me, like but honestly,
1: my my three <laughs> favorite albums of Two thousand,
0: or are all Norwegian. Norwegian. They're all Norwegian. Too. <laughs> this is why I love you, brother. I met you a year later. Is it? Is it any wonder?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, no.
0: That's, it was. It was. Yeah, the stars aligned. It was an unholy convergence for sure. Uh, so, so the only song to play after that from Quintessence seemed to be Revolt. I think Revolt and Colossus are sort of of a kind on that album. Everything else right. does. It, it's faster. It's quicker. It, it's it's it's. um I don't know. It's just more intense. These two songs to me have this sort of epic control. You know what I mean? Like when you're crafting a stargazer, you're crafting uh, a sign of the Southern Cross, you know, it's these two songs that they inhabit that. So let's we'll just jump to revolt and urge everybody to get the uh, the Borknagar Q, not a non album.
1: That'll be the name of the reissue. Track kind of points the way toward Arcturian. (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) Okay, Uh, no, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, get Uh, get yourself, yeah, get yourself a cold rag, there, buddy.
0: (laughs) No, I just we'll we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah, wait till you wait till you hear how long the snippets are for the Arcturian stuff. (laughs) I mean, I'm, we're we're gonna, we're gonna get sued by our am playing the whole album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Revolt to me. This is a, a. This is why we do this show. This is why we speak so highly of this guy. I think he when he's dueling against himself, and both registers are right. things he's not super known for. Like especially that lower melodic voice that he's using there. I mean that that's just that's beauty, man. And then the the music is great. It's beyond words. I can't say much more. Uh, it's so good.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, really, if we haven't made this abundantly clear, the first four Bortnagar records.
0: Uh, <laughs> Forever. If you don't own
1: them and you and you like our show, you should own them.
0: Do you know that Seaman and the rest of Borknagar are going to be in Greensboro next month with Rotting Christ? <laughs> I know. Isn't that a crazy statement? <laughs> you need to come up for that. I mean, In I agree. I do. I do. Uh, yeah. I'm what um, what is, What's the venue there? Blind tiger. Okay.
1: And blind I'm tiger
0: familiar. as, as of 20, so that
1: like replaced Ziggy's or. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe. Although yeah, it, it's starting to, and I it, it's early days. And what I'm talking about is only like live national metal bands or international for that matter um suddenly blind tigers had a lot more of those It never really got too many like pre-covid but now it's getting a lot and and they're going well and um yeah like nuclear Nuclear assault and nasty savage are playing on a festival in june that john McIntyre is organizing and john mcinty is a recent uh, resident of greensboro we hung out just for a brief time between uh between midnight and mayhem um that's not also a description yeah. of an evening that's 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 the bands yeah me, yeah. me, me and mackenzie were hanging out at the diner between midnight and mayhem about three sheets <laughs> <seas to>, three <laughs> seats <laughs> to win and uh six deep and half a dozen and i gotta tell hey, you look yeah
1: yeah well you know mackenzie's been known to get uh yeah 16 yeah.
0: <laughs> i don't know but oh, all i know is i like that that john McIntyre was in greensboro so that's a nice thing
1: also very very odd <laughs>
0: It was, it was unexpected. I mean,
1: of of all the places that I thought, you know, John McEntee would, you know, hang his hat.
0: Well, you know, what's even weirder is like I I worked with him when I was at relapse and we had a pretty good rapport and I've always loved the guy in terms of his professionalism, his drive, his dedication. And yeah, the first two incantation albums are unbelievable, (laughs) but we were on a podcast recently. uh, It was a Peter Steele typo negative focused podcast I was a guest of, I don't know, eight or nine. It was one of those video things. I never do those because I'm uncomfortable as an introvert to do those things. But John was on it. McInty was on that. And uh, we neither one of us knew that we were both in Greensboro. He had no idea I lived in Greensboro and it I didn't have wild. any idea he did. And we know each other. Like we have a history. And when we met at Mayhem, it was like, oh my God, dude, you know, it's really cool. He, he had no idea. And Mayhem was great, by the way. We haven't talked about that. But um, I felt like, I still, I, the jury's still out for me on those two new guitarists. I think they're fine. They're just not, they don't have the character of Euronymous and Blasphemer. But that's asking oh, a yeah. fuck of a lot for somebody, you know? I mean, I mean they, yeah. you can't have three visionaries in a band uh, no. you know that, that sort of successively.
1: You really can't. Look, they get, you know... And they were fine. They're doing the best they can. I mean, but yeah, it's like just one genius after another
0: and can i tell you hellhammer was great i wanted to watch him more but I, he's so obscured um it's just because he's and, and that's kind of cool i've always loved them. the drummer's kind of like sort of this shadowy frippish like figure mm-hmm. um but he was great attila was amazing Attila's still very good like he's Don't not you? well he's not he's not left his peak he's just no, still no, no, up, no. he's still up there so i, I was really I feel like he's just him. still hungry though
1: he and I feel like he's he is still wanting to do new things and discover new things. He's
0: perfect for mayhem. I felt like Euronymous yeah. would really have liked what he's done and is still doing, and and really is a great successor to Dead because there's a visual, there's a theatrical element to it, um, and there's the belief of it, right? There's just he's 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 sure. he's in all the way. Okay. The big surprise was Necrobutcher. He was fantastic, and I and this really? is a guy as a mayhem longtime mayhem fan, I respect, but. I don't know how other Mayhem fans feel, including you, but I've never really paid much attention to his musicality, but he was great. I mean, he was a great bassist and he was fucking so, so in on everything. And he was a, he had a character live. That was really cool. The only thing that freaked me out, and this could have been ironic, but he did that little like heart symbol thing with his fingers at the end to somebody really, you know what I'm talking about? The the trendy heart figure that I hope I never do ever in my life.
1: It's yeah, don't stupid
0: and silly, and he did it. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, Necro Butcher doing that? Like, it doesn't make any did sense. Did he
1: mean he was going to rip their heart out? <laughs> I, like,
0: you're a step ahead of that on me than me. I, 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 yeah. look, Thanks, look, for, Thanks for getting me there. Because uh, otherwise, yeah. it was pretty strange. But anyway. anyway. Cool. Um, as much hyperbole it was, as we've thrown at Borknagar with Seaman, uh, fronting the band. When he came back to the band, and he did it sort of quietly, uh, and you and I both kind of turned off when Venturesor came into the band, and and that's not uh, anything. That was of, very
1: disappointing for both of us.
0: Yeah, because we're massive Cosmic Genesis fans. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that massive. Really, yeah, Spiral, Spiral too, but but that was great. Anyway, when Seaman came back into Borknagar, it was kind of through the back door there, and then kind of like he did with Demi Borgir. And Arturis. He's he's got a way of doing things, doesn't he?
1: Hey, Seaman always comes through the back door. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Sorry, just edit that out. I'm sorry. I just can't help myself. Jesus.
0: I am not editing that out. But when he came in to Borgnagar again and by by the true north album, 2019, very recent album, it got rave reviews. And I I have a copy. Uh, I think I I don't think I bought it. I think it was given to me, but I got a copy. And I was really let down because I'm also coming off Arcturian, which was his previous album period by anybody, 2015. So it'd been four years, I think, since he had done lead on any kind of you know, notable album. And in doing this show, I wanted to play something from it. And I started sampling songs and I was really impressed. So I'm going to go back and listen. Uh, it's good timing because yeah. they're going to be playing for me in Greensboro and another a couple of hundred other friends. So I'm glad to 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 know this and, and do this now. It's good timing.
1: I am um, Chris. Made me listen to this album,
0: Chris, and I, I did and
1: rushing Chris rushing. Yeah,
0: guitarist for Travis. Yeah.
1: Um, I didn't want to. Um, right. I had no interest in it whatsoever. Wanted to hate it. It is much better than I thought it would be.
0: Okay, so let's listen to a bit. I still don't
1: own a copy. Okay. Um, just in, in you know, the interest of transparency here. But, um, but I may one day, and it, it's a very respectable record.
0: You can always stream it on Tidal. And that is an that is advertisement we're not getting paid for. But I, I, uh, that's a whole other chapter of my life that we'll talk about later. Um, All right. Paying for a streaming service. It's, a, I'm, it's like I finally got a cell phone. Remember those days?
1: I, um th- this is much less alarming to me than when you got your first cell phone.
0: Because <laughs> it took me so long, right? <laughs> that was,
1: <laughs> that, that one kind of troubled me.
0: Well, business called and I, and I answered. <laughs> yeah, this is up north from True North. transition point to go into Demi Borgir. Both of our histories with Demi Borgir are a little complicated in terms of how much we like them. I, I don't own anything. I never have. I like the song morning palace. Uh, and I like a lot of the stuff that Simon does with them during his period or semen, if you mm-hmm. want to call them that way. What about you? I think you're more open um, to this. I,
1: thing. Yeah. I go up like the first three and also the, uh, the devil's path EP which I'm, i ah, like quite good. Okay. Um, what however, about when
0: Seaman joined though, knowing him, knowing his other band, like what, uh, no, what was no, your take I, throughout I was, this period? Yeah. The, the sort of, you know,
1: Andrew Lloyd Webber aspect of the band <laughs> had kind of disproportionate um, for, for my taste, at least. Right. So having said that, Jeff and I called upon the expertise of someone that we respect tremendously Mm -hmm. uh the the great and mysterious shiver uh who publishes and edits and writes the arcane archivist fanzine magazine um and if you haven't if you don't know it you hadn't checked it out you absolutely should arcane archivist you can find him on instagram we're great friends We are, you know, compatriots and and fellow travelers. And for all of his deep knowledge of the deepest chasms of black metal history, (laughs) he also loves Dumu Borgir and goes farther with that band than either of, than either, is it either of us or either of we?
0: I'll accept both.
1: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) and he, he knows the, the semen air of that band quite well. Yeah. And is very passionate about it. So we uh, reached out to him and asked him to provide us with a couple of snippets. And he did in good stead. And they're actually pretty astounding.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, every time I would hear this, and I heard it through wherever, I was... I... I was keeping a distance with it, but I was trying to check it out because I liked Seaman so much and I liked it. But as you say, the Android Weber element, it gets so melodramatic and so symphonic that it gets um, a little silly at times for me. But yeah, man, I'm so thankful for Jesse, a.k.a. Shiver. And um, uh, yeah, we knew exactly who to go to for this era of Demi Borgir. Isn't his favorite album of all time, La Masquerade Infernal by Arcturus? Indeed it is. Okay, so that makes sense why he would completely understand this era of Demi Gear. Not that we don't love that album. <laughs> I mean, we, we also... Oh, God. I mean, we,
1: yeah, we worship that album. But, but, but yeah, it's like, nice. like in terms of the, yeah, the melodrama. The bombast,
0: um, for sure. Yeah, yeah
1: sure. Yeah. Um, it makes, it makes
0: but yeah, sound. really thankful. But um, the first thing he gave us was the insight and the catharsis, which is uh, from the album Spiritual Black Dimensions, 1999. Uh, Seaman came on to this one as a guest member. Nagash was still playing bass, and then by the next album, Puritanic Euphoric Misanthropia, uh, this is what two years later, two thousand one, he was a full member, also playing bass. I, it's weird to think about him as anything other than a singer, but he has played a lot of bass. He's an amazing bass player, and he I plays I, a rig. I was going to say the one only time I saw Bork Nagar until next month when I'll see him the second time, was on that Emperor Picadum Witchery tour. It was in New York City. and Did you say Pecadum? Yeah. They played. Well, Emperor played. So, you know, you saw. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Emperor headlined. Uh, I, I think the, the order was Pecadum, Witchery, Borknagar, Emperor. And it was at some club whose okay. name I don't remember in New York. It's, I don't think it's there anymore. Uh wasn't Wetlands, wasn't Seabees. Anyway, Seaman played bass uh, with Borknagar and um he played a rickenbacker (laughs) i was like okay like i just got even cooler because that's you know exactly if if you can wield the rick uh the rick bass man you're you're killing it um (laughs) because we don't have to say who else does it's just it's no no we should should know it It, should be common knowledge yeah yeah um we're We're not going
1: to it we don't know yeah but anyway he would
0: play he started to play bass and vocals with demu was with them for 10 years had great success i think it's the thing he's most known for actually. Sad to say, only because Borknagar and Arcturus are pretty great, too. (laughs) But, yeah, so um, we're going to listen to both of these. This is uh, snippets from The Insight and the Catharsis and Kings of the Carnival creation by Demi Borgir. question for you yep which one of those do you prefer if if you have a preference
1: uh the one before
0: really i was gonna say yeah. kings of the carnival no mm-hmm.
1: i actually like the other
0: one better huh interesting well either way um, it sort of makes maybe. me want to check out a little bit more of that era of demu i have to I well I, you know it was I funny
1: um earlier I texted Chris because I, I, I asked Chris um, one time I was like have you ever listened to our podcast he's like why the hell would I listen to y'all talk about music that I hate <laughs> I bet, and I was like well, fair enough. and uh, but anyway he he loves semen like loves semen oh I know. and um I texted him I was like hey man we're doing um uh, we're doing a semen episode tonight and he's like I know you're not into it, but I hope to hell that you're doing uh Kings of the Carnival creation. Oh, wow. No like, shit. In fact, we are. <laughs> so, like, he loves that, too. Actually, yeah, I, I hate the production on that record, like, so much. Eh,
0: I know. Um, yeah, I hear you. Eh.
1: Anyway, whatever. Um, I'm not particularly fond of what we're about to play, either.
0: Have you? Okay, so what we're about to play is from ICS Vortex. Yeah solo album uh he did it as ics vortex it's called storm seeker did you buy the album when it came out and if not okay what do you know of it what's your history with this i I
1: checked it out when it came out i was i was made aware of it and did not have a particular fondness for it okay i don't think the songwriting is all that strong and i just like him and i like him as a band member more than as a band leader.
0: Okay. That's interesting. We don't totally disagree, but I think our experience is different in 2011. I went through like the hardest year of my entire life. Uh, So I think it was hard to absorb anything (laughs) properly in the last uh, half of that year. Also, I well, and not- I,
1: I remember you um, deciding that you were going to explore the Cure discography during that time.
0: <sighs> that was such a terrible time to get into the Cure. I mean i, I picked the <laughs> I picked the worst time any human being could to get into a band like that. Yeah, it was it was terrible. But um, a lot of tears, uh, a lot of pain. But but in in this at the same time, I was sort of maybe thinking, in hindsight, maybe I needed that. You know, maybe that was.
1: I, I don't think it was. I actually, in 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 hindsight. I don't think I, I think it was actually a good cathartic thing.
0: And you know what's weird is I met a girl shortly after that who was a Cure fanatic. I mean, Adrian has seen yeah. the Cure live a shitload of times. Did you, like, she followed them around for a while. She was a bit of a groupie. not not she never met Robert Smith, but uh, we were actually just talking about it. Like, yeah, I mean, she saw them live like a yes. lot. Yeah, I, I was yeah. at front row with her in Charlotte about uh, god 6 7 years ago on a very very hot night. Uh, it was great but she had, she had camped out for tickets, been one of those people that waited in the front uh, of the line outside the, the Coliseum or whatever. Um, yeah. Big, big fan. But, but anyway, all this to say, <laughs> what were we saying? <laughs> yeah, that, that year was tough. I also, you know, like you, I kind of sampled it and realized I, I don't think I like this. Um, there may have been a video to accompany it, which I never watch videos anymore, but, um, and I, even then I, tried to stay away but sometimes it was the best way to hear a song right you had to watch sure. some some band you know fucking lip syncing in a warehouse but yeah Storm Seeker didn't strike me as great then when I got full into Arcturian and it remains my favorite performance by this guy to this day one of my favorite metal albums of all time I went back and got it because I was like I, I need to get a little bit more by this guy I need to understand a little bit more and um I like half of it a lot. I I think half of it's very clumsy. I hope that he gets another chance to do one because I think he's a really good writer. I think he would be by now, especially on the strength of Arcturian, which he had a lot of input into. Right, Um, right, right. I I want another one. So no, Stormseeker is not great. But we're going to check out the title track. The only other thing we can really say about this album is um, it does feature drummer uh, Asgir Mickelson from Spiral Architect, Porknagar, and Eson i think is there another session person or two maybe but seaman did a lot of stuff on this he played guitar he played keyboards he played bass he sang and he wrote here we go this is the title track from that album To get your thoughts on that,
1: well, well, I want to say something else before that that just occurred to me. So, we were talking about 2000 in Norway, and it just occurred to me that not only are my three favorite albums from that year from Norway, but all three of them are somehow tied to Spiral Architect. <laughs> so, we have Oyvind singing on Grand Declaration, on yep. Completion of Science and Agony. And then Asgir playing on Quintessence and obviously uh, Skeptics Universe.
0: Both of them on Skeptics Universe, of course. Yeah, man. Isn't that wild? Uh, (laughs) They were like, one album, goodbye. I guess they made so much money. They were like, you know, let's just fucking. That's
1: probably it. I'm just sure. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. Moved to. It's just been, yeah. yeah. You know, Crystal and Hookers and, you know. Mounds of Coke ever since.
0: Yeah, ocean front on Barbados. You know, it's just cool. All right, all right. Hey,
1: hey, take take it from the tech metal. That's that's what this music is, baby. (laughs) Okay,
0: okay, but let's let's go from 2000 to 2011 because I think you're trying to avoid comment on on the song, which I I think is (laughs) kind of. God, you 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 know
1: you sound like one of my dates. Oh, semen. Oh,
0: semen vortex. One of your dates. (laughs)
1: hey look baby let's just let's cut the shit and just get right to the semen
0: he's like i love sideshow symphonies let's do it um anyway uh uh no it's a
1: a pleasant song um it's kind of i mean i don't know it's kind of folky in a way that i don't don't
0: love exactly Here's the way I hear that song. And this is not the whole album, Storm Seeker, but the song itself, uh, it's probably my favorite moment on the album. And I, I look at it as like this: like it's Lamented Souls was the previous thing that he did that he was in total control of for the most part, as far as I understand. Um, this is the next thing, and this is like you know how like Lamented Souls is like master of reality and volume four plod, and sabbathy, uh right. triumphant. The Storm Seekers like the Sabbath Body Sabbath Sabotage version of ICS to doing Ooh. doing the kind of like more velvety sublime. Uh, I would album. say like the technical ecstasy. I, I would go for that too. No, I mean that works. No joke. That's a great album. That's from for the most part a great album. Uh, it sounds like Storm Seeker. It's definitely laid back. You know, it's definitely uh, way less blown out than all of this other stuff we've been listening to. It has a very yeah. very different character altogether. Some of this, yeah, some of this album doesn't work, man. I mean, it, it, you know, and there's even a, a vocal part in that snippet there. That I, I feel like he kind of went on too long with, but look, I who knows what conditions this was made under. I'm not making excuses for him. I am I am definitely the official ICS Vortex apologist of, of North Carolina. Uh, I think you hold that title in Georgia.
1: <laughs> I-, I know Chris, no, Chris does.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Chris,
1: so she, yeah, Chris is probably more forgiving of ICS than I am. I love the guy yeah. deeply.
0: Look, but. I look. I hope if there's not, there's supposed to be another Arcturus album last last year. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, I, I have not heard about anything this year. If they don't do one by next year, I hope ICS just does a solo album. I think it'll be better. Let's move on. You ever heard of this band called Arcturus? <sighs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah, anyway.
1: Uh, Uh, anyway. Let's play the snippet. Maybe, uh, yeah, I don't want to refresh my memory.
0: Chaos Path.
1: So this is my I don't know about you, this is my first encounter with ICS Vortex. That's probably
0: yeah. a lot of people's, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. So I read Chris Maycock's review of La Masquerade slightly before I heard the album. And he yeah, and 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 it painted a very, you know, compelling but bizarre picture. <laughs> and when I heard it, it was <laughs> even more so.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I
1: mean, just the theatricality of it—it it was so bombastic, and and it, it sounded almost like a character voice, um, like sure. sort of—I don't know, like like a um, one of you know Shakespeare's jesters or something.
0: You know, um, it's yeah, and it's a funny album because Garm all over the place is, is such a character on it. Um, yeah. It, it is like theater. And, but I think yeah. Also, and
1: it's also Garm at his most bombastic.
0: Oh, easily. And he, to this day, he kind of uh, thinks he went too far in that realm. I, I don't, I don't think I don't, either. I don't think shiver does, <laughs> but, um, but I, I think they made a wise choice in doing kind of something, that they didn't need to do, and it was unexpected, which was bringing in a completely different and equally as powerful character uh, in semen to do not only the Chaos Path, but um, he did back vocals on uh, Master of Disguise and Nails and Sinners. Yeah, um,
1: man. That, God, oh. what of Nails, Nails and on.
0: Sinners, yeah, uh, exactly. So of
1: Nails and Sinners is freaking incredible.
0: Yeah, no, the so whole that's thing nailed,
1: is, like that—that's that's, an, uh, that's uh, one of the. Uh, you know less talked about tracks on that record
0: but oh definitely yeah really just brave album in in many ways i've i've said and written about this before but i i do think this is the uh, into the pandemonium of the 90s i don't think it goes that far because i don't think the variety there's a lot of variety on it but they don't get beatbox they don't get you know what i mean like like they don't quite go that far but it's close they Uh, they don't open like
1: yeah, if they had started with like... A, a
0: split end song or something.
1: Or um, like, a, I was thinking like a, like a Genuine or Timbaland
0: track. a Coil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so we can heap so much praise on this. But anyway, I'm very happy that this was one of Siemens' earliest recordings and, and definitely the one that I think brought a lot of people around. No doubt about it. So he wouldn't become a member of Arcturus until 2005, not an official member. Uh, when they released their fourth album, Sideshow Symphonies, of the five Arcturus albums, I think this is easily the one that can't qualify as fucking great.
1: No, yeah, I, I will. I will say I like it quite a bit more than I used to.
0: Me too. No, I, I think it's fine. I, I think um, it's got some
1: major, major,
0: well, you know, one of
1: the problems is that. It followed up Shamir's, which right. is one of their absolute best.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. I mean, yeah that that album's tough to, you know, it's tough to top. And yeah, and and beyond that, Sideshows is just not a all around great record. It's a very good record. Um, yeah, and it's it, got some great moments on it. But, you know, taken as uh, as a whole, it's the, yes, it's the only Arturist record that I would say is not fucking great.
0: And they also did that Shipwrecked in Oslo live thing, which it's was a real, that. That, well, the yeah. problem, it's it's a weird thing because I think Seaman's a decent front man. We haven't talked about him much live. In fact, we haven't, other than the Borknogar thing, and he played the Rick. There's something about his performance <laughs> on that that's mixed wrong. <laughs> He, yeah. looks, he looks a little uncomfortable sometimes lumbering around the way he does. I don't know. I just don't think they got the best performance because I've seen and heard other documentation of them live with Seaman in the front and it sounds a lot better. There's yeah. something about, they just didn't get maybe the best performance, although I think they tried. I don't know. It, it, um, that, that's an off-putting performance from me. It is. It's weird. I don't watch or listen to it at all. I, I, the first, I, no. watched, I watched and listened once and I'm good. Uh, that's all I need. It didn't make me love the band or semen any less. I just don't think it's the best representation of Arcturus. I think listening to them and and um, the stuff that goes through my head, maybe in uh, the imagination, might might be better than that release. I don't know. No, until,
1: and, well, and you know
0: that's the reason that you and I um, have,
1: I guess, what you would call an aversion to to video, is because we would prefer to create our own worlds around this music. I, th- I think well, you're I like right. Them, yeah, I have I like, one illustrated so you know so blatantly.
0: Sure, I love watching live performance, but I, unless you're there, uh, I think it's hard to yeah. recreate. Whereas an album yeah. is something meant to be revisited and revisited and revisited. Uh, video, not so much. So yeah, um, shipwrecked in Oslo is an interesting one. Speaking of shipwrecked, I think this is a this is one of my favorite moments of the album. Uh, it, it has a great song title, shipwrecked frontier pioneer. Aren't you? Don't you wish Canvas Solaris would come up with that song title?
1: <laughs> yeah, like i think one of my um favorite song titles is by a band that i don't like a band called lucifer they have a they have a song title called deep sea sorcery oh yes and that's just <laughs> the most badass shit ever
0: right you're you're like that should have been the, the latest canvas album yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah deep sea sorcery
0: i love that yeah good stuff man all right well here we go Shipwright, frontier pioneer Hail Sagan, hail Arcturus. <laughs> hail Sagan, absolutely cosmic,
1: dude. That um, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, great drumming, uh, but duh, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Here again, I think we get back to ICS in full-on character. You know, we hadn't heard that since. I I, I think he's best in Arcturus and Borknigar. And I think we hear him here in just full voice, full command. Anything else to say before we jump on to the next thing where I just. what what, the
1: the apparently massive snippets that you've prepared from (laughs) Arcturus? Yes. Ah.
0: Okay, fair enough. Interestingly, it took them, they had a little hiatus after this album. Like, you know, they switched vocalists, they did this album, they did this video thing, and then disappeared. They had a hiatus for quite a while. And then came back, same lineup, a formidable lineup at that. Um, Zverd, Newt Valley, Skull, Hellhammer, Seaman. And did Arcturian in 2015. And I had no expectation. It was 10 years. It was from the only lackluster or, or at least not super fucking great Arcturus album. And it, it for me, I, I, I grasped onto this album. It's, it's, <laughs> it's up there with Legend by Witchcraft and Stargazer, oh. Stargazer, Psychic Secretions, and possibly now the new Death Spell Omega as my favorite albums in the last 22 years, and, 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 in terms of metal. Um, yeah, sure. Arturian is just uh, something I hold on a, a massive pedestal. Lots of reasons, uh, all reasons. It sounds perfect. I know that uh, there's a lot of contention about that, but I think it sounds absolutely as it should. I think everybody's playing is great. I think the writing's great. Um, and I think Siemens at his absolute peak. The lyrics he's coming up with are fantastic. The, the delivery of those lyrics is fantastic. The melody and the sculpting and the craftsmanship of the vocal is fantastic. It's, um, man, I, <laughs> I, I got a lot to say. Uh, and that that was why it was hard for me. To pick. And I and I took charge of picking the the, the tracks from this one because you know how much I love this, and I thank you for giving me the the freedom to do that. But I couldn't make them short. I couldn't make them our two, usual two, three-minute thing. I think they're four to five minutes, and they're probably about 85% of each song. <laughs> less, less so. If, if you're still with us, you've obviously got the kahunas to, to stick in this long, and thank you for that. Hunter and I are going to listen to this with you. We're going to listen to The Arcturian Sign, the opener of the album, and then the second track from the album Crashland in um, most of their entirety. And, and
1: um, yeah, I'm sure you uh, I'm why don't you take us out? Because no, I no. Crashland is a well, Crashland is a particular passion of yours.
0: It is. But I want to hear you first, because I'm, I'm okay. You know, we, we have talked about this out. But I know that when I visited you recently, well, th- yeah, things you have ha- changed a bit for me. Yeah, you, so. you've, you've come yeah. up with okay. it. OK, let's yeah. go. You know how I so
1: feel. You, yes, I do. you <laughs> felt for a long time. I've not felt that way for a long time. And in fact, I mean, I've had this record since since it came out.
0: Probably since I forced yeah. it on you. yeah,
1: 2015, you more or less forced it on me, yes. Um, I think there were threats, like, if you don't buy this, there could be some sort of uh, friction in our relationship. Sort of thing.
0: There were mafia like oh, threats.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 There, was a, there was a horse head outside. <laughs> All right. I don't know. The details are fuzzy. Any,
0: Gold ga, delivery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but,
0: you know, I always
1: liked it. But in, in I also, I think it bears mentioning, I also never had any issue with the production whatsoever and i think that is like a really kind of a bullshit qualm i I don't know what people want this album to sound like it actually sounds like a band recorded it and didn't go to every link to make it sound you know perfect and antiseptic Um, and as far as i'm concerned that's like a yeah Oh, yeah. How terrible. It doesn't sound like every other metal record that's <laughs> been made in the last 10 years.
0: You know, uh, you know, it's, you know it's funny because I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent here, but um, you, you love Mashoga, I don't. Um, their new record sounds very modern, but it should because that's a band. That's one of few bands who I think should embrace the sort of loudness wars thing. Well, it, sort I of, mean- it sort of works for them.
1: But they're, I mean, they're one of the architects of that sound, and well, right, it's it, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it one, it benefits their music, but two, I mean, I, you know, I think that like the direction that they took after, well, I mean, I mean, really, you could kind of make an argument that like destroy sounds like that for 1995. I mean, oh, I, definitely think, I, I
0: definitely think, I definitely think. Yeah, the longest gap between albums for them in terms of a uh, uh, recording approach is Contradictions to Destroy. No no question about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you could say that about a lot of things with Meshuggah. Like, there are a lot of devices in their music that I feel like only work in the context of that band. And when sure, anyone right, else works, right. it, it sounds terrible and anemic and, you know, like a pale imitation. Fair. Um but let's uh, get back to Arcturus. I want to say, like, his vocals on the Arcturian sign, he's
0: almost doing these kind of bluesy runs. Oh, yeah. Um, no, well, that, that's, like, that's the difference between this album and everything else he's ever done. I, th- I feel like he's bringing in, he's doing everything we loved in Borknagar, everything we loved in Arcturus previous, everything in Demiou, uh Lamented Souls, his solo album. Like, it's all there and he's introducing what i think is a more rocky flowing mm-hmm. gutsy performance and even the lyrics there, there's a lyric in in the song pale which we're going to end with here pretty soon that the lyrics are rock and roll it's in there so it gets into yeah. this motorheadish flow that's so beautiful and and i think he's um i hear a lot of solo ozzy early solo ozzy vocal oh songs. i
1: can totally hear that yeah crashland
0: yeah, yeah. i think it's all over the place and and um yeah, Arcturian Sign, you make a great point. Yeah, he, he's bringing in something bluesier, something older, uh, something more organic and earthy and making it work. Um, what's interesting about this album too, uh, the, the 103 interesting things about it, Zverd is playing very differently than he did on any other Arcturus album. He's, he's very yeah. much more of a, a bed of, of sounds than this classically oriented lead player. Uh, yeah, you know, the ivory
1: healing, yes.
0: And I like that about it. I don't dislike Arcturus because of him. Previous, I just like where this is going. I like Newt Valley's contributions. Hellhammer is unbelievable on this album. Uh, we hear it all over Arcturian Science. I, I
1: think he, he overplays on Arcturian Sign.
0: There's nothing wrong with this album, so you're 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 totally wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not. Look, man, I'm not going to waste my
0: breath. <laughs> but i of course i of course i uh if i listen to you about anything i listen to you about drumming but um you're wrong um no but
1: but hey, there's nothing, no, look, there's nothing objectively wrong with it he just
0: i, I wish he kind of laid back a little more because what about the fast moments like like our has never been that blazingly blasty like, I, like that. Okay. I don't like that i don't want that Okay.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wish that, like, because he's, you know, he's swinging through a lot of that song, and it feels right. great. Like, right. I love his playing on Crash Land. I mean, it's sensitive. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's. But I mean, it's also interesting and ornamental. But yeah, I, I just kind of wish he would be a little, uh, you know, he would maybe like feed his it a little less.
0: But would oh, that would true. that make it less Arcturus like? Because I think he's one of the primary. Well, well here, okay, we're talking about Zverd being dialed back on this album. Uh, now, mm-hmm. and now we're we're off of an ICS Vortex podcast completely and talking about these guys. But we'll go ahead and do it anyway. Zverd <laughs> dialed back here works. Hellhammer for me always needs to be like this, like especially in Arcturus because they are a very elaborate and 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 um, finessed sort of band. Um and mm-hmm. while he is, I think I think he's the primal element always he's the element of my angel. he's the element of constellation like this really primal response to the cosmos okay. because the other guys are going way out. they're going way far out um, semen included obviously I think Hellhammer needs to just kind of keep it primal and fucked up. am I making sense?
1: yes yes you you are
0: yeah, there's so much we can say. Uh, I, I think Seaman's just great. I mean, this is one of my favorite metal vocal performances ever. I'll, I'll go on record again and say that what he happened made with some, you. Yeah. He had some bold claims tonight, man. Well, crash. Big, dude, yeah. here, here's, here's the thing. Crashland is the claim. I, I think that's his best. Uh, if I, if I had to give somebody what's the best ICS vortex vocal performance, it's Crashland. Um, mm. I just think he turns it into a classic metal song period. It you know, just kind of like what you were saying about Colossus. Right. What brought you around to Arcturian recently?
1: I, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I just kept trying. Um, and it just finally, after, you know, damn near seven years, just really clicked with me. Yeah, I'm and glad. Maybe, you had- maybe, maybe it was like, you know what? I really need some new tourists. Uh, <laughs> and no, they're not. I, I, and I hadn't listened to it in a long time, and I, I pulled it out, and I mean, it really just blew me away.
0: And not the most prolific of bands, unfortunately, right? No, no. or fortunately, because four out of five times we've gotten what i consider near perfect albums. Arcturian is is perfect to me. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. But that'll, that that might be another show. Who knows? Yeah, so,
1: I mean, was there a um, ten year gap between sideshow and? arcturian right
0: yeah it's weird yeah it's weird that that would happen that's a long time well we're, we're closing in on eight eight years between arcturian yeah and the next one that they keep they keep promising so we'll see want to talk about episode 80 before we finish 79 can't believe we've gotten to 80 <laughs> it's been a lot of fun hunter i think we have do you think we have 80 more in us oh yeah but there are 80 more good topics that that <laughs> 800 more topics I'll try to uh, look cryo- at the cryogenics sometime soon. But that's going to land in two to three weeks. We'll be leaving Norway, sadly, mm. but we, you know we'll be back. Um, we're going to go south. We're going to go south to France. Uh, it's the early 90s, and it's the weirdness of separation. This is a French band that we love. We've loved for a long time. We're not going to cover the SUP or SUP mm-hmm. era. Just go with the earliest, earliest stuff, which remains beguiling to us and we love it so much. Uh, we can't wait and we'll see you then. But um thanks for hanging out.
1: I, I have a feeling that um this is gonna be one of those surprise episodes kind of like Alchemist. Oh I've that, got, a, got a I've got a feeling about the cube man. You mean you mean we're gonna turn some people on. Yes.
0: Which is the only reason I don't I don't it.
1: think that it's gonna be like DVC or Pyogenesis where we either <laughs> completely lose people's interest or turn them off.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll see if your, if your dream comes true, we're going to go that's out good. with celebrating. Yes. We're going to celebrate ICS Vortex one more time. Thanks for hanging with us. It's been a long one. Uh, we love this guy. And and I, if you can't hear why that's fine. And because tastes are what they are, but um, yeah, I couldn't think of a better track to end with uh, than pale because I don't think one. I don't think we've really mentioned through the episode the specific element of his harsh vocals. I don't think early on I would have praised his harsh vocals in terms of what he what his output was early with Borknagar. But there's something about Arcturian that he became a really, 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 really great harsh vocalist as well as all the melodic stuff he does. Why it took that long, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hearing things, but that's how I hear it, and. I think his harsh stuff on this album is as good as his melodic stuff. And there's no other ICS album you can say that about, is there?
1: Uh, no, I, I, I think I liked his harsh vocals early on more than you. Um, yeah. Also, he's a, certainly a capable, you know, black metal vocalist. But, yeah, but here's uh, yeah I, agree, I agree that there is a, an element of artistry to them now. Shows some real some real consideration on his part. That, that, that wasn't the case before
0: I think he's really inspired And I think it's coming from this kind of deeper well uh, That makes it seem more genuine maybe But yeah. there's a song called Pale on the album P-A-L-E <laughs> I need to note some things about this before we end His voice cracks uh, In the line A game changer of notes On the word notes And it's. I don't think it's intentional I think it's one of those things where they, they just kind of kept it in Do you know what I'm Do you talking think about, uh,
1: That moment on Highlander with Hyman where he yes. almost goes like too far, but it's yeah. just amazing.
0: Yeah, I I also think, well, this is also more fragile than that. I think Hyman's You're always good. always in control. I think I'm, I'm, Seaman loses control where it cracks, um, but it sounds really good. It's in this snippet and I want people to look out for that um, because I think it's one of those, there's not enough of those unintentional moments in metal that um, maybe it's not perfect, but um, it has a lot more character and, and passion maybe than what, like, the final take would have been. Um, so I'm so glad they kept this in. The other thing is um, the lyrics. Uh, first, there's a J.R.R. Tolkien quote, Time you slayer of kings, gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard stone to meal." Uh, that's a great line. Yeah. And I've also, you know, the, the, the song title is Pale. I've always read these lyrics, at least partially, A look back at what the Norwegians collectively achieved in metal since the 90s. Perhaps it's a, a bit of a veiled criticism uh, of the past that some of the artists took after certain musical peaks occurred. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but there's there's a lot of stuff here. War zone of the gods, ablaze was the sky, where the ash fell, the echoes still dwell. Young men of hate and fire, burn your gods on the funeral pyre before visions turn pale. Mm. And then, and yeah, then um. Toward the final lyrics, we have this great line, true rebellion, rock and roll, fear of the unknown. And then the final stanza, pioneers of a different kind, wolves among goats, deep water stale and black it may pale, but the legacy prevail. Space-time slice in stranger ways, whatever it unveils. There we are.
1: Yes, powerful.
0: Let's and, listen I think, to- and
1: I think you're on to something.
0: Yeah, read, read, read the full lyrics. And I hope... If there's one person out there that buys this because of this podcast, please email us at radicalresearchpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know that because uh, just getting one person at Arcturian or ICS Vortex as a result of this would be worth our while, I think, don't you think? Absolutely. This is another love letter. Listen long and well.